Welcome to the Share Chair Podcast, where we tell each other stories and learn from listening. Hello, I think we are recording. Um, I'm sitting here in masks with Lexi Naparella, who is one of my former students. This is Angel Dean. I teach high school English in Grand Haven, and Lexi was in my Honors English 10 class last year. She's a junior this year. She's involved all over the school, does a ton of stuff, has had great life experiences, some wonderful and lovely and some not so much, and she's going to sit and visit with us about herself. And I will say, you, Lexi, are dynamic. I remember noticing you from one of the very first days in class, like just your your emotions show on your face, you smile readily, your eyes crinkle up, <laughs> you, you respond, you laugh. It's fun to be your teacher, and when I was thinking about kids that I know well, that I would enjoy talking to and learning more about you came right to the surface. Thank I think it's you. fun to engage with you, even when you're in a sea of other students, mm. like you stand out. So do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself yeah. to start out? <laughs> um, well, my name is Lexi Naparola. Like Christine said, I am a junior this year. I'm involved in Team GH this year. I'm also involved in Student Senate. I hold a full cabinet position this year, which is actually pretty cool. I'm a, the social media specialist. So awesome. I run all the um instagram pages and stuff like that which is super cool i'm also part of youth advisory council this year which is new to me super excited about that um i work at a functional medicine facility and i am a rugby water polo and dancer and i'm also a photographer oh my gosh you do 150 things (laughs) i know wow in lots of different Mm -hmm. areas yeah what led you to so some of these things are leadership things some Mm -hmm. of these things are sports yes some of them are niche kinds of things what has led you to to these, maybe a couple in particular that you really enjoy or that are different or stretch um, for you? Well, the photography thing is, I really like to empower people. That's like my favorite thing to do. And it kind of started all as a joke with my best friend. Her and I took my mom's camera one day and we're like, okay, let's go mess around with this. Well, they ended up turning out like really well. And we started doing more shoots, just the two of us. And suddenly I had people asking me to take their pictures. And I was like, I didn't think anything of it. Well, then the more I took other people's pictures, the more people came to me and I eventually created my own Instagram account. Um, And then from there, I started charging people and I've done about 50 shoots since July. Wow. And so I've been on top of it. mm -hmm, But I've like, I know I like being in front of the camera, but being behind is just so much more fulfilling to me because Uh I could just see those smiles on like all these women's faces. Mm -hmm. They feel so like confident in themselves. And like, that's my favorite thing ever to see because I just Mm -hmm. love making people happy. (laughs) It's awesome. It's just, it's the best feeling ever. So it started in a completely innocuous, innocent, kind of a jokey way. (laughs) Exactly. it's, It's sort of burgeoned into this potential career or at least something that's super fulfilling to you yep oh how cool yeah (laughs) and so is that kind of connected to your role as a media person for student senate too are you taking pictures and doing that Um, kind of thing with that it does help i haven't done anything like professionally with the camera that i use with student senate but i'm sure soon there'll be opportunities that pop up that i'll be able to but also helps me because now that i have my own small business i like to call it Mm -hmm. um, it also teaches me how to advertise for different things in student Mm -hmm. senate and team gh and everything like that so that's cool so explain what team gh is and uh what's involved with that a little bit so team gh is more of a school culture club we like to base our um, morals on just creating the school a better place pretty much um, mm-hmm. so we focus more on acknowledging students and staff members that are more under the radar 
we want to make sure that people are like know that they belong here that this is meant for them like they're here for a reason type of thing so we always like to put on different events and like um last year when covid wasn't a thing we had like these ice cream parties and these Mm -hmm. students reserved um received certificates from teachers that were like you did great in this class blah 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 so it's super fun and super fulfilling as well Mm -hmm. because then these students that don't normally get acknowledged are acknowledged and they actually feel something and they're like okay I feel accepted here and it wasn't about the ice cream I nominated several students for that I mean it isn't about the reward it's you are given the team GH yep. things, the cornerstones, the, yeah. you know, togetherness and so on. Yeah. And then you are electing students who represent that element. And mm-hmm. it's different because it's not attendance-based and it's not grade-based and it's not superstar discusser and class-based. It's you show up or you're contending with this or I recognize you for some reason. And and I just and you I, I think that the kids that I've nominated have more been more appreciative of the notes they've received mm-hmm. and the Definitely. reason for it than Definitely. they have an ice cream cone. Yeah, or whatever, exactly. Which yeah. is pretty cool. It and always feels really nice to hear that from teachers too, especially because mm-hmm. they're adults in these world and it kinda gives you that like, okay, like I'm doing good, like I'm doing okay. Like I may feel stressed right now and the people my peers around me might like give me a little bit of anxiety, but knowing that I, we have these adults behind us feels so awesome. Mm-hmm. So. And I think that's huge, don't you? Mm-hmm. I feel like I say to kids a lot, you are harder than yourself on yourself than anybody else would be, and why are you doing that? Do you feel that? Yes, too? definitely. <laughs> so definitely. What do, you, what do you do about that? Because oh. I feel like you're a kid who's got kind of a handle on <laughs> it, and, and I know you've contended with some of that. Yeah, definitely. Um I know I've always been like a high achiever and it's hard for me to like look at my past mistakes and be like Lexi like it's okay like we're all human so obviously we're bound to screw up we're bound to mess up we are bound to get an F on a test like it happens to everyone and it's like okay yeah it sucks but it's something that you have to learn from and keep moving forward you cannot let that past um really just hold you back. That's not fair to the rest of your life. How mm-hmm. are you supposed to keep growing and learning if you just hold back from everything? So, I mean, it is a, it's a struggle. for I know for everyone, for me especially, just because I know, like, I hold myself to high standards. Um, I'm always, like, looking to get validation from my parents even, even though I know I don't need it. They love mm-hmm. me. They support me. They're proud of me. But it's always like I'm reaching for that, you know, second step. But mm-hmm. I need to strive for goodness in myself instead of greatness in my achievements. Mm-hmm. I like that. Strive for goodness instead of greatness. If you strive for goodness, you'll get the greatness. Um, Lexi, you mentioned something that happened last year and that you use your gratitude your mindset to try to see the good in that situation. Can you talk a little bit about what that was? Yeah. And um, how that affected so, you? So, summer going into sophomore year, I met a guy um, and we connected really well. And at this time, like, I was a very naive girl. Um, all my friends around me were in relationships. And I think that's what I strived for. And also, I had very little confidence in myself. So, I wanted validation through boys instead of finding this validation with myself Mm -hmm. and being happy with myself. So Mm -hmm. the whole problem started there, but of course I didn't know that at the time. And I got to know this guy, blah, blah, blah. We talked for a super long time, then we started dating. Um, Well, the the relationship itself ended up being super emotionally draining and super toxic and abusive. And he would always say, like, I couldn't wear certain things. He used to have, like, the login to my Snapchat account. He would go through and he would yell at me for having guy friends. 
he even went in and he removed certain people from my snap that he was like, oh, you can't talk to this person. Um, he was very hypocritical about a lot of things. He was able to go talk to girls. He was able to sneak out and go see girls, and I wasn't allowed to talk to anyone. Um, he called me a disappointment a lot of the time because I, let's say I wore something tight, he'd be like, oh, you just want that for attention. He's like, that's just so disappointing to me. Like, wear a sweatshirt, cover up type of thing. And I'm a modest person. I don't really dress anything. Like, you know, I don't like to reveal myself like that anyway. So it was just really strange to me that this was happening. But of course, like, I was so blinded by him. And I had so little confidence in myself that I was like, okay, I need to keep doing what he wants in order for him to, like, want me and actually love me. So I started getting into some really bad things. I started using weed and I started vaping and I let him use my body for his own. And it is something that I like looking back, I am so disappointed in myself for. It was, I lost myself completely. He manipulated me into a lot of different things. I used to go home after certain like situations had happened. I would just sit on my like bed and I would sob and I would just throw up because I felt horrible about how it made me feel. So eventually it got to the point where my parents were seeing how it was affecting me. And because they, because I wasn't strong enough to pull the plug, they said, you can't see him anymore. Mm-hmm. Which at the time, again, I was angry. Mm-hmm. I was like, but I want him, but he was not good for me. Mm-hmm. He was not okay for me. So um, after our breakup, we were still talking for a very long time. We broke up in January and we, didn't end, we stopped talking in May. So there was still a long period of him That's manipulating true. me, mm-hmm, manipulating me and still talking to me. And it was still rough, but post breakup led me into this really awful depressive state. And I remember sitting in my bed one night and I had these pills in my hand and I was like, I can't, like, I cannot go on anymore. I was so mad at myself for letting him take advantage of me. But I was also really trying to figure out why I missed him so much. Mm-hmm. I was like, I miss him, but I hate myself for missing him. But I also hate like myself for making like him making how I feel now type of thing. And I just was like tossing with all these emotions that I just had no idea what to do. And it was just I wasn't me anymore. So I finally went back to counseling. And when I did, um, she asked me if I was having any suicidal thoughts and thought of thoughts about hurting myself. And I said, yes. So from there, she admitted me into Pine Rest and I was there for a week. Um, <laughs> it wasn't my favorite experience ever, but it definitely helped. And like, I am grateful for that opportunity. And like coming out of that, I went to go see my therapist frequently. And then just last week, actually, she diagnosed me with PTSD from that relationship. So it's still a work in progress. Like mm-hmm. it, things are still happening, but like I know my worth. I know that what he gave me was nothing that you know I needed. I know I deserve so much more from that relationship. I deserve respect, and I deserve to respect myself. Um, I deserve to put up boundaries and say no. Like I need to understand that it's okay to say no. Mm-hmm. And like like I said, it's still a work in progress, and I still have days where it's like it hurts me. Um, to see him or like hear things about him but I am starting to get over that fact and like really figure myself out like now that I know my true worth it's helping me get over that Mm -hmm. and I feel like moving on doesn't start until you finally realize like I didn't deserve that Mm -hmm. like if you keep wallowing in the past you're not going to get anywhere in the future so so it sounds like through it all it's been a it's it's not been so much about the other person as it has been about your self-concept and your self-worth. Yeah. That practice of valuing 
know, who you are. How did you come to that, to be able to do that? I know you keep saying, I'm hearing you say, like, it's, I'm a work in progress, I'm yeah, a work in progress. I am. Um, but you went from, through this, through this experience and everything that you've gone through, you wound up very close to doing something that couldn't be undone. Yeah. And from there, and that's, I mean, you can look at that as May. Is that when you said it kind of ended for good? May is when, we, yeah, we stopped talking for good. Mm-hmm. It was a very long time. So five months, yeah. you've been free of this situation yep. and be, have been growing since then. Exactly. And even all during last school year, yep. you were kind of dealing with all of this. Yep. Um, PTSD doesn't surprise me at all. No. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's been an ongoing battle for you. Definitely. How have you come to terms with this? How have you been working on the self-talk? I think so many kids out there deal with this question of, you know, how, what's my worth? What do I have to contribute? I think we're often harder on ourselves. I think kids are especially than they are on other people. Right. Um, how you're someone who values other people and makes other people feel special and important. Yeah. How are you in the in terms of doing that for yourself too? How's that journey gone, and what steps would you recommend? Um. Well, definitely for me, if you surround yourself with good people that lift you up constantly. You're already a, you already have a foot in the door with trying mm-hmm. to, like, redeem yourself and recover, recover from what happened. If you, again, like, he was a toxic person. If you surround yourself with toxic people, there's no way that you're going to heal. Mm-hmm. So I was able, I have been so fortunate with the friends that God has blessed me with from this, like, situation. Like, so many people have stepped in my life and said, hey, Lexi, like, I'm here. I have your back. Don't even worry about it. And, yeah, sometimes, it, like, I'll be insecure about telling them things, but, like... If you get to know them more, like, and they're truly worth your time, they are not going to leave your side. They're going to be like, I'm here. I'm sticking with you. Don't even worry about it. Like, I got your back always. So that definitely helped me. But also, like, um, going back to counseling, like, I know talking to someone can be so scary. But if you find someone and you're, you open your heart up to it and you allow yourself um, for that person to actually help you, honestly, it it changes your mood and perspective on everything. I love my counselor with my entire heart. She's amazing. And I fully recommend that for anyone who is struggling. And mm-hmm. don't look at it like it's a, something you need to be ashamed of. It's, yeah, don't ever be ashamed of that. And also going along with the whole stigma, um, that's something that it was hard for me to wrap my head around at first as well. I'm like, well, I struggle with depression, anxiety, and PTSD now. So I have these, my brain is whacked up, obviously. But... Mm. There's other people. <laughs> Maybe you're more plugged in than, than a lot of others are, True. honestly. Um, but there's other people that struggle as well. And you have to find comfort in the fact that you're not alone. And I know we talk about it all the time, like other people are struggling too, but you will find those resources and outlets that will definitely help you. And even like I follow some Instagram accounts. There's one called The Fruitful Girl, and it's the most empowering and the, the cutest quotes ever just about like female empowerment. And I always, like, my friend sends them to me every single day. And she's like, Lexi, I want you to look at this. Mm -hmm. It just brightens up my day (laughs) because they're, like, the best quotes ever. So just little things like that. And I also got into bullet journaling as well, um, which has been super, super fun. Um, It's more of a creative outlet for journaling. So you get to, like, decorate your own pages. Oh, cool. Yeah, I use that for more of, like, sometimes I put rants in there. Sometimes I put a bunch of lists of things I love. One time I did, like, 
um, 100 people that I love the most and stuff like that. So it was just super fun and just a really good way to get all your thoughts on the paper. So. And when you're down in the hole, mm-hmm. you can pull that out and you have a visual reminder that things are good, yeah. that there are reasons to live and yeah. reasons to be grateful. Exactly. Even if at that point in time you don't feel that necessarily. Yeah. Um, um, what would you t- say, and I think I know this, but maybe it, does, maybe it bears repeating, what would you say to somebody who's sitting in that dark place feeling like they want to end it all? And since you've been there and you know how that feels and it's fairly fresh for you, what is, what is something you would say to that person? Um, well, I'd let them know <laughs> that, like, I know this is a dark time and it's super, super hard to see the light. And, I mean, I get that and I understand that completely, but you have to realize that there are greater things that are going to happen to you in life. Um, God has a plan for you and what's going to happen is going to happen. And that's something that we just have to wrap our heads around. Like it does suck that we have to go through, go through all these trials and Mm -hmm. like, I can get that completely, but it happens to everyone and don't ever give up hope in yourself. Like you need to realize you are here for a reason. People want you here. People love you. People are proud of you. Like you need to stay on this earth. Like you belong here completely. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I love, love, love the statement you people want you here i think so many times people take themselves out of the picture because they think they're worthless yeah and that they don't matter Mm -hmm. but it devastates us it devastates everyone that knows you and everyone that loves you and it devastates people that don't and anybody else who's been close to to that you think you you matter you're important even if you don't feel like it we're less because you're not here definitely and having it's a struggle to believe that but trying to help someone see that and understand that on some level is critical, I think. Yeah. I'm glad you tapped into that. Because you matter, you're important, yeah, you're exactly. beautiful. You belong. A piece of advice for, if you were to have a daughter, we'll do this for daughter and son, how about that? Okay. If you were to have a daughter, uh, teenage daughter, and you're maybe freshman year, kind of before everything started happening with you, pre-boys, pre-some of this, through it, pick a scenario, whatever you want. What would be a conversation that you plan on having with that girl? Um, well, I would tell her that before she decides to get in herself with a boy, a girl, whatever her preference is when she's older, that she needs to figure out herself first. Um, that's something that my mom and I had a lot of conversation about and that I found so important because mm-hmm. my mistake was I had very little confidence. I had so many insecurities, and I did not know what I was worth going into this relationship. And because of that, it brought me down. Mm -hmm. So I would tell my daughter, hey, how do you feel about yourself, actually? Like, how do you actually feel about yourself? And if she doesn't, if she's like, I don't know, I'm insecure about this, well, let's work on that. Let's push away these guys instead. Mm -hmm. Maybe they could just be friends for right now. Mm -hmm. Let's find your true worth first. Let's find your confidence. And then maybe when you're ready, you can, you know, get involved. But... I just tell her to be careful because I know what it like I know exactly what it's like to go through that and it's not fun because you just let people take advantage of you and I refuse to let that happen to my daughter or son. So, mm-hmm. so then a son. Mm-hmm. What kinds of things will you say to a son? Not that it's there's probably some similarities, yeah. but maybe it would be shaped a little differently. A little bit different, yeah, for sure. Um well I would have to tell him like you have to be able to respect a girl's feelings and they should also be able to respect yours as well. If it doesn't go both ways and someone gets upset over something, well, is that relationship really worth it? If they're not going to listen to you and reciprocate how you're feeling, then 
is it like is it healthy no definitely not so I'd always have to tell my son like you can't be controlling of this girl you can let her know how you feel about things and same thing with my daughter as well like you can let her know how you feel but you cannot say like it's either this or that I mean, if you aren't feeling a certain way and you aren't feeling completely confident, step away from them. That's not fair to them. That's not fair to you. You need to step away. You need to figure yourself out first before you go into anything. So. Mm-hmm. Good advice. Where do you see yourself? I didn't ask you that question. Dreams for the future. We've okay. talked a lot about the past and yeah. kind of what's going on now. So, as I mentioned, way at the beginning of this, I work at a functional medicine facility. Yes. Um, I actually want to go into nurse practitioning, and I'm hoping to specialize in functional medicine or women's health. What is functional medicine exactly? So, functional medicine, instead of going into a doctor's office... Um, And then just giving you like a pill and saying, okay, let's, you know, just go on your merry way. Functional medicine docs will typically find the root cause of what's going on. Um, My mom is the CEO and the founder of PreVMD, which is where I work and stuff like that. So she's taught me a lot about, you know, what it means. So um, we do more holistic methods of treatment. So foot detoxes, saunas, we do um, massage therapy. We have our counselors there, our mindfulness coaches, everything like that. So I'm super interested in that. It's super, super awesome. Yeah. Um... So that's a nurse practitioner is what I want to go into, but my dream school is Vanderbilt. So I told myself this year I'm going to work my tail off, mm-hmm. get the grades that I need to do, get involved with whatever I need to get involved with mm-hmm. in order to get to that school. Because yes. that is my dream school, and I would absolutely love to go there. So, But if it doesn't work out. That's okay. Lexi Navarella says. It's all good. Another door opens. Let's go find another school. <laughs> Honestly, let's do it. Like yes. It's all good. I want to work towards something, but hey, there's going to be, I mean. Everything happens for a reason. So we talked about this a lot in class last year. Yeah. You know, have the dream, believe in the dream, have the passion, strive for it, go for it. Yeah. Gatsby style, you know, make sure it's worth <laughs> yeah. it though, because he was wrong about that. True. And then if it doesn't work out, it's okay. It's like fine. there are other options. Yeah, we're chilling we're out here. It's totally good. I promise. <laughs> we can do it. Yeah. But I believe Vanderbilt would be crazy to I say know. no to you. It would be crazy. I'm so excited. We'll I mean, see how it goes. <laughs> keep us posted. Yeah. Keep me posted. Um, any other questions that you want to answer or things you want to share? No. Last words for our teenage, potentially teacher kind of audience. Anything that you want to say to leave us? something to think about um if you're struggling right now i write this all over at work as well because i know it can be kind of a you know a stressful environment but just know that you are loved honestly Mm -hmm. like that's if there's anything that you can take away from this podcast i really just want you to know that you belong here you are loved we want you here and that you're simply amazing and you're beautiful and Mm -hmm. please just keep your head up with whatever you're going through right now i love that idea you are loved Mm -hmm. and you are you love this person who's out there. Yeah. I love this person. Exactly. I love you. We all love each other. Yeah. And we're going to take care of each other. We're going to lift ourselves up out of the, the difficulties and find our victory. Definitely. Thank you. This was truly a pleasure and an honor yes, to talk with you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I enjoyed it. It was my pleasure. <laughs> truly, truly, truly. Thank you. Yeah. I adore you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shared Chair Podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode.